Welcome back in, one and all. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show. Everybody's on the network now. It's a Friday. The heat passed. That's okay. We survived. Did any of you burst into flames? Come on. Come on. Nobody did. We're all good. We're all here. Loving it. Uh, At the top of the hour, you probably heard that uh, Giannis had made a statement about not signing a long-term contract extension. Everybody went, (gasps) but it's something that I've said all along. He's waiting to see if there's going to be the the long-term commitment to remaining competitive for a championship. I mean, he's he's putting the ownership group on notice. That, that there's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of fans are kind of saying the same thing. Now, I think signing Giannis to a long-term contract keeps you competitive. <laughs> so, I think it kind of, you know, chicken or the egg, but I, you know, I I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with Giannis saying that. There is a sincere panic that has gone through the Bucks fan base uh, with Giannis going. Eh, I don't think I'm going to sign that long-term extension. He's not. I've said it all along. As long as they are doing everything they can to win a championship, he'll be here. But what he doesn't want to do is get stuck into a situation where he is. Um, He's the centerpiece of crap where it's like, hey, Giannis, go go get us to the postseason and we'll suck up the money and, and you go do your thing. No, he's, he's not in on that. He wants to win. He wants to win. Now, he wants to, now here's the other part of this. Uh, last year, he did not. Now, he had the back injury, I know. But last year when... The Miami Heat stepped it up in the fourth quarter of each one of those games and were whooping your ass. You looked slow. You looked old. You didn't step up. So as much as you can say, we got to be competitive and I want to see them do anything and everything they can and blah, 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 blah. Uh, In the big moments, you know, there were guys around you, Giannis, that didn't step up. So the the whole thing about, well, I want to keep my guys and I want to keep the band together and I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to dictate and that's fine. But in big moments, that's when you take ownership and you say, hey, they, they did what they did what I asked them to do. Now I have to deliver. So we'll see. Keep shooting from uh, beyond the arc. The commitment to win. Keep shooting beyond the arc. I know it helps because if he hits a couple, then the defense has to come out on him. Therefore, the Euro step suddenly becomes more effective. Understand that. But <laughs> come on. You know, so uh, that was a little bit of news coming out of the Bucks organization. Brewers back at it. Padres in town tonight. So uh, American Family Field is going to be rocking it yet again. Uh, the heat has passed, so it's going to be a little more pleasant weekend when it comes to weather-wise there. And today is, uh, you know, for guys that are practicing in Green Bay and going through film study and weight training and they're getting ready for the uh, the end of the preseason, it's bubble day, man. It's bubble day. Who is on the bubble officially? Officially. Who, well, there, there's the, the difference between getting cut and being told, hey, we're going to let you go, but we're going to bring you back. 
you know. So you got to figure if you go with six wide receivers, Watson, Dubs, Reed, Torre, those four are there, right? Now who are the other two? Dontavian Wicks, Grant DuBose. Does Malik Heath, who's had a pretty solid camp, does he make it? And then there's Bo Melton, who they went and got last year, who they picked up out of the Seattle organization. So there's four guys. Out of those four, two guys can make it. Who are the two guys in the bubble? You got your offensive lineman. Got your starting five. Usually you keep two, three, four more, depending on how many uh, you need. So you're going to have Yash Nyman, Sean Ryan. Walkers look good. Caleb Jones was on the uh, practice squad last year, and I thought he played pretty well. He hasn't really done a ton. They also, don't forget, they went out and got James Empey, the backup center. Cole Schneider, the backup center. Who, who Who's on the bubble there? Tight ends, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. We know that. Probably going to carry three, so you would assume just by process of elimination, Josiah DeGuara would make it a third-round draft choice. Uh, the Swiss Army Knife, who has never really been, never found a place on this team. Do they find somebody else that gets cut off of another team? That's a possibility, too, to fortify the tight end position. You know who your quarterbacks are. Jordan Love, Sean Clifford, Alex Magoo. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Who is the third? Wilson, Goodson, Patrick Taylor, Lou Nichols, who they drafted in the seventh round. Bubble day. Bubble day coming up. Because at uh, uh, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Central Time Tuesday, cuts need to be made. You've got a fortification of guys up front, Carl Brooks, Colby Wooden, Jonathan Ford are all waiting in the wings, defensively speaking, behind Kenny Clark, T.J. Slayton, and Devontae Wyatt. Who, uh, who, if any, you've got, uh, you know, some of the others that are the college street-free agents. You know Lucas Van Ness, Angabari, Smith, Preston Smith, they're going to be there. Rashawn Gary. Then who? Justin Hollins. Behind him, you got a you know four or five guys that they just picked up to kind of fill out the squad. But who's behind them? Right, you know Stokes is there. Alexander's going to be there in the secondary corner. Rasul Douglas, Carrington Valentine, who has shown some flash. Keyshawn Nixon, obviously. Shamar Jean Charles, Ennis Gaines. Who's going to be back there? And then the free safety and the uh, other. Strong safety position with Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, Tavarius Moore, Jonathan Owens, Anthony Johnson Jr., Dallin Levitt, who's been here. Got bubble day going on, man. It's always, it's always, in. and then there's going to be, if you're going to say, okay, who is the surprise cut? It's like every year there's a surprise. Now, last year I remember saying that, and I don't think there was really a big surprise. But who might be the surprise cut this year? That gets let go. I was thinking Mike Daniels a couple years ago. That was a shocker. Yeah. Josh Sitton back in the day. i just glad that we have Mike Clemens joining us for Bubble Day because I can't think of a better person to talk to right. on Bubble Day. Because, you know, day one of training camp, a lot of the media is getting there. Oh, Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur, what's yeah. he, Luke Musgrave, and Mike Clemens is in the back 
you know, looking around. Now, who's this Malik Heath? Now, six foot yeah. two, two thirteen out of right. Mississippi State. Now, this kid, he's got something. This is the day Mike that Mike is, was built for. Yeah, Mike's been pretty good at finding the flash. Uh, a couple of guys who he's he's high on, um, and said, "Hey, this this is somebody to kind of look out for." And and th- there are people like Mike uh, when you have the ability to look at a player and go, okay, that guy's got something. You can just see it. There, there's, You can see a lot of the college free agents and street free agents. You can kind of tell there's certain guys. They don't really have that flash, that polish. And then a guy comes along every now and then. You go, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, how did this guy not find uh, his way into the draft? And Mike's been pretty good at that over the years. So we'll see. Today's one of those good days, like you said. Good day to have him on to talk a little bit about that. And Mike's going to come up in the uh, in the, the last hour. Uh, coming to the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk some racing because we have to. Uh, there's racing returning to the Milwaukee Mile. It's not the ARCA series. It is the Craftsman Truck Series. And uh, we're excited about that, uh, about finally getting racing back to the mile. I mean, it's been kind of a, a white elephant for a long time. It's just been sitting there. It's kind of been utilized and now they're actually starting to take a serious look at it. I mean, hell, even uh, IndyCar, I think, is taking a look at it again about coming back to the Milwaukee Mile and doing two races in the state of Wisconsin. So excited about all of that. We'll talk with uh, our buddy Jim Trado coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Rick says, could Samari Torre be a surprise cut? D- yes, could be. I he He performed pretty well last year. Remember... Dobbs really started coming on and then got hurt. Christian Watson didn't have much of a, a, a preseason at all because he had the hamstring issue, got into a game, got hurt, came back, and then started to show his wares at the end of the season. And meanwhile, Torre started to play really, really well. He got nicked up. So they've seen him do some good things. So I, could Torre? Yeah, he could be on a bubble. I don't think uh, AutoCat says, what about Josh Nyman? I don't, I don't think Nyman's on the bubble. I just, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I mean, Yash Nyman has been, like, remember two years ago, he played left tackle pretty much the entire season and did it well. So I don't think you, I mean, unless Caleb Jones has come on and performed so well, which I'm, knock on wood, I hope he does, because I just, I love that guy's size. Um. But unless Caleb Jones has come on so strongly, I got to think. Now, I know Walker has gotten a lot of play. You've heard a lot about Rasheed Walker. But I got to think Yash Nyman, just for the experience factor, has made this team. Unless, of course, they feel that somebody else on this roster, given more opportunities, will grow more and have a higher ceiling than Yash Nyman. If they but decide gotta, to go with yeah. Rasheed Walker or somebody younger, I feel like they could trade Yash Najman. If they want to reset and go younger and give the next young guy yeah. an opportunity to develop, I, I think Yash Najman has a, a trade market. Not first-round picks, but I, I think you no. can send him somewhere for something. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to cut him, I mean, why would I trade for him? I mean, you know, unless, of course, you know, the, you pick up the street free agents in, in succession. But True. And I think Najman's set to be a free agent at the end end of this year so then they could get a compensatory pick if they keep him on the roster and let him walk next year that pick yeah. would probably be similar if they were able to trade him away now mid-round right and and you know what that's probably a 
not a bad spot to get for Josh Nyman. If you can get a you know mid round pick, and he's only making I think what four million bucks this year. But then again, if you cut him loose, that's you know um, there is no dead cap money attached to him. So and you're right, he is an unrestricted free agent. So if if by if, if you cut him loose, you gain four point three million. That's it. He signed that uh, four point three million dollar contract uh, in the off season. He's going to earn the base salary of 4.3, carries a total cap hit of 4.3. Uh, dead cap money, not. So, yeah, I, I I don't think Yash Nyman is going to be a cap casualty. And I don't think he's going to – I got a feel that he's going to – but just for, for the fact that he's got experience too. But Yash Nyman is, I think, like the seventh or eighth, tenth player, tenth highest paid player on the team. Um, Bakhtiari is this year. Um, and then who comes after that? Kenny Clark? I think it's Kenny Clark. I can't remember after that. Jair's up there, I know, because Jair's making over 10. I think Aaron Jones is just under that, but I can't, I'm, I'm trying to think. Elton Jenkins, maybe? Preston Smith, he's in the back end of that deal, so that's, I think, only like 7 million bucks. But, yeah, Yash Nyman's up there. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. Uh, the Bill Michael Show continues on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. And they're helping us out. The end of the motorcycle ride. Talked to Tom yesterday. They're going to be they're, – they're, we've got a good menu. And the one thing along all the stops is they don't have a lot of barbecue. He's doing the barbecue. He's doing the pulled pork. He's doing all that good stuff for sandwiches after the fact. So – uh, our friends over there at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, they're going to have the food truck. They're going to be over at uh, Steel Tank Brewing for the end of the motorcycle ride. The ride continues to to get bigger and better, and we need you. So thanks to our friends at Boondocks. But if you have not signed up yet, what are you waiting for? And even the weather has gotten better. 84 now, they say, and sunshine. So please get signed up. You are about a week away total from uh, getting boxed out of some of the pre-registration prizes as well. So the, the weather's not an issue, so I, I guess my question is, what are you waiting for? Get signed up. Get pre-registered. Scan that QR code now or simply go Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Get all signed up for the motorcycle ride and for the pre-registration prizes, which includes a whiskey basket, a weekend getaway up north, and a couple of tickets to go see the Packers and the Bears open up this season and an overnight stay at the Chicago uh, Sheridan Grand River Walk. So... You've got uh, three great incentive prizes there just to get pre-registered. Uh, and you get a little bit of a break on the price when you and a writer sign up. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break, come back. More of the Bill Michael. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> Necklaces, pendants, earrings, anything jewelry related. That's our friends at uh, Kane and Kane Jewelers. 
And they're in West Bend. And as they said, they want to rock your world. It's kind of a younger, hipper crowd, so to speak, that goes in there. But it is worth it. And it is worth the drive to West Bend, Wisconsin. Uh, Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That is KaneJewelry.com. And at the bottom of their page, when you go to the website, there is a... Uh, a link there to a podcast called Buy Like a Guy, and it's everything from buying jewelry, especially, you know, during the Christmas season. And if you want to, you know, kind of go through a whiskey tasting <laughs> or just guy stuff, uh, you can. Uh, that's our buddy Andy over there at uh, Kane & Kane Jewelers, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com, KaneJewelry.com. Um David says Packers are going to pick up one or two safeties from the wire. Who are they cutting loose, Ford, Savage, or both? They're not cutting Darnell Savage, no. They're not cutting Ford, nope. Ain't happening. Both of those guys are going to stick around. I would be, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. Um... B-Rad says, Love needs to take a couple of good hits tomorrow. No one knows if he even can. One good hit could very well rattle a man. Uh, handfuls of quarterbacks can tell you that. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I don't want to see Jordan Love take a hit. Jordan Love's taking hits. He got hit hard in the uh, Kansas City game a couple of years ago. Remember, they, they, they Spagnuolo emptied the sink on him. They were bringing the blitz from anywhere and everywhere. He got uh, hit a few times in that uh, the second half of that Detroit game a few years ago as well. So I no I I, I don't need to see your starting quarterback take a hit, not this early, <laughs> not because you always run the risk of getting injured, right? So I I don't want I hope he never gets hit. I hope he's unbelievably fragile, but he never gets hit. Never. And let's be honest, he knows what he has to do. I mean, just like Aaron Rodgers, when Aaron Rodgers took over Brett Favre, you are following the Iron Man. And Roger, he, you know, Jordan Love has seen Rodgers play with a busted up knee. He has seen Jordan, he has seen Rodgers play with a broken thumb and get shot up. He he's he's seen about it and heard about it and knows you lose your job if you get hurt. You you can lose it if you unless you're a Hall of Famer you can lose your job. So no he he doesn't want to go down. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. The uh, by the way he said Aaron Jones making eleven million dollars this year. Uh, Aaron Jones dead cap money. This year is 18.65. His salary is 8.197. He's got a signing bonus of 3.2. Base salary is 1.08. But his cap hit, at least according to Sport Track and over the cap, is 8.197 million. David Bakhtiari, the highest paid player this year for the Green Bay Packers. Um, now, I'm sure there's, what's the other one over the cap is the other one. Uh, which one do you use, uh, Grant, when you start to look at salary caps? I use Spotrack because you can compare the whole team and the whole roster. Right. And I, I just, I'm really used to that website. So I like Spotrack. Yeah, I do too. Uh, that's, the, that's the one I use. Um, I mean, some people, you know, use the other ones, but... Um, uh, let's see here. 
I'm just I, I shouldn't be doing this on the air because I should be searching it anyway. But uh, the Packers, right? Oh God, you always go through this. You always go through all the clicks. Uh, Aaron Jones, yeah, eight point one nine seven is what Aaron Jones is. His cap number is this year uh, on both of them. So on on over the cap and on Spotrac, um, both of them say eight point one. That's where Aaron Jones is. It doesn't vary by much. 877-867-1670. Justin says, who has more pressure? Here we go with the pressure questions. Matt LaFleur or Joe Barry? Matt LaFleur has to work on the offense and get it flowing correctly after uh, life after Aaron Rodgers. Joe Barry just have to has to figure things out and keep a job because Brian Gutekinds doesn't want to even talk about the defense being poor because he has stocked the defense with first-round talent. Oh, I think Matt, Matt LaFleur. Uh, I think as far as losing your job goes, it's Joe Barry. But if, let's just say this, if the defense is good, okay, let's just say the defense is good. Then Matt LaFleur, if the defense, God forbid this team gets into the postseason, but let's just say the defense is good and the offense is good, but, you know, it goes through its growing pains. And this team ends up with, what, eight, nine wins, but the defense is pretty good. Then everything Matt LaFleur kind of talked about comes to fruition. You know, keeping the defense intact and continuity and Joe Barry and, and see, I told you it would work. In the meantime, the offense is going through its growing pains with young talent. Looks like there's going to be a lot of upside, but it's going through its growing pains with its young talent. Okay. That's not a bad way to go. It gives Matt LaFleur and his judgment credibility, right? Suppose the offense is better than what people thought it was going to be. The young talent is coached up. Jordan Love looks to be like he could be the real deal. And the defense again lives death by a thousand cuts. Joe Barry's gone. The end of the season, he may not even make it on whatever the the last trip is. He's gone. And Matt LaFleur, they'll look at him and go, next time we have a doubt, we're going to go with our gut, and you're not going to keep your own staff. Because we kind of saw this coming. So I think Matt LaFleur has pressure, but as far there's different levels of pressure. There's different forms of pressure. I think Matt LaFleur has pressure to be correct and to make it work. But as far as keeping your job, Joe Barry has that, has that pressure. Because Matt LaFleur is not going to lose his job. Unless the team loses the team and the team just looks absolutely positively awful, he's not going anywhere. 877-867-167. That's just my feeling. But I, if, if you use that level of logic, Matt LaFleur is not going anywhere. It's not. Hey, when we come back, uh, we got to talk about it because it's it's finally, you know, something major is coming to the Milwaukee Mile. And for those that are race fans in the state of Wisconsin, we're going to get back into the Packers chatter and such. That, that's for sure. So don't go anywhere. But I want you to take a listen because Jim Trade, a long time, long time race analyst in the state of Wisconsin, been to tracks all over the country and such. And and uh, we usually talk to our buddy Steve Zotke, but Jim has been doing the promotion for uh, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series coming into the uh, Milwaukee Mile on Sunday of this weekend. And it's 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 time. It's time for the mile to kind of spring back to life. So we're going to talk with Jim Trado about that when we come back. Stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Jim Trado going to join us next on the Bill Michael Show. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. a quick trip if you are on the go as i have been the last uh, week <laughs> some of the take-home meals man those things come in handy uh, and they're delicious that's the best part about it whether it's the mac and cheese or the chi- the fried chicken is out of this world i'd put it up against anything uh, but the quick trip's got it going on and right now they have sales i should they sell but a special like on bananas 29 cents a pound, and uh, let's say you want to win a Camaro. Not a bad way to go. You can do that at Quick Trip as well, plus 35 grand in cash. That's our friends at Quick Trip, a staple in the state of Wisconsin. And anytime you're looking for something fast, something easy, uh, or you just need a good convenience store, that's Quick Trip. And they're voted the best in the country, by the way. Just to, just to throw that out there a little bit. Quick Trip, use your Quick Rewards card, and thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. Uh, let's do this. Joining us now over on the hotline, and uh, this is our guy, Jim Trado. It's been a while since we have had a chance to chat, but Jim, how you doing, pal? Great, Bill. You're making me hungry. All that wonderful <laughs> quick trip food, man. You got me going. I'm, I'm ready for eating there. Come on, bring it on. Awesome. I'm hungry for some NASCAR, too, this Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a while. We were talking about it. It's finally the track. Uh, they've run some ARCA things there. They've done some stuff at the track, but you finally got NASCAR back, and uh, the track comes back to life with anticipation and excitement. So talk a little bit about what it's like to get racing back in the uh, state of Wisconsin, but specifically at the Milwaukee Mile. Well, Bill, you and I have talked before. You've actually been public address announcer here when I got the chance to work here on behalf of the mile. And right now, Track Enterprises is doing something right. They invested in two years of the Arkham and Orange Series racing here each year. We're on late bottle racing here on Father's Day weekend with a bunch of grassroots racers from Wisconsin getting the chance. It's been a process to get NASCAR interested in coming back to the Milwaukee Mile. State Fair has done a great job. Millions of dollars of improvements here. New safer wall foam, new paved in areas, new, new protective safer barrier walls. Uh, there's a lot going on in the positives with what's invested in this. It really comes down to... We're ready for it, and NASCAR thinks we're ready for it, too. So NASCAR is back for the first time since 2009 at the Milwaukee Mile this Sunday. Is this a one-off, or is this going to be something where they're kind of looking at it saying, hey, if this really works, we want to do this uh, every year? So I'm glad you asked that. Track Enterprises is based in Illinois, partnering with Spire Motorsports in Charlotte. They said we needed a Milwaukee guy to help facilitate some of this, help us work with our sponsors, help us find cool places to be. We had a day at the State Fair this year. and we had a lot of activation during the fair as well. That kind of touch, like where should we be, is what I've been involved in. And, Bill, I can tell you straight to your nose, I have been told, and I believe this, this is the start of something with this group. This is not a, hey, if we don't have any, eh, if we did this and we tried it, we're gone. No, I firmly believe this is the start of something. Bob uh, Sargent with Trek Enterprises has invested money in these six or eight or nine smaller events, if you will. And Arkham and Art Series is coming back on Sunday. The uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series is coming back on Sunday. And we want to show the world that are watching on TV not buying seats that you can get discounted at Menards, that we are ready for more racing of every level here at the Milwaukee Mile. I um, And, Jim, I equate this to restaurant tours. Restaurant tours love it when more restaurants come into the area because it brings people to the area to discover more and more restaurants. Now, you may not get one crowd that's huge, but you may get a lot of people over an extended period of time that continually want to sample your product. I think the more racing in the state of Wisconsin, whether it's IndyCar at the Mile, whether it's IndyCar at Road America and all the different things that happen there, plus down there, at the, I think it's great for the state of Wisconsin. Do you? 
Absolutely. And I, I grew up here, Bill. I love racing. I go around the country announcing auto racing on television, live stream, public address at Daytona for the Daytona 500 since 2004. So I get a chance to see a lot of other tracks, what they do, how they do it. And I feel in my time, what can I do to make it better at home? What, what can I do to help at Road America? What can I do to help at the Milwaukee Mile? And I feel enthused. And at this point of the weekend, we're looking to see a bunch of fans here to get charged up for this. Yes, you've heard before, this might be the last chance you see a race at the mile. I don't think that's the case. They're putting millions of dollars in here at State Fair Park, and they've been wonderful to work with. They're doing everything they can. Everybody's busting tail to make this event happen. And tickets are available at Menards, they said, as a discount through Saturday. And you can get tickets to the grandstands. You can buy infield camping. That's, people are moving in tonight to do that this weekend. That's never been done before here at the mile. So a lot of good, positive, fresh things are coming to this event. But it's not the first and only. It's the first of more to come. It's the start of something. Uh, Jim, why now? What, what, what took place where they said, okay, we'll come back? I believe a lot of factors. So the regime that was here through 2009, it did not end well financially, but NASCAR did settle. To my knowledge, NASCAR settled. There's no more debt to be paid. But the risk of that, and NASCAR saying, prove to us you have the ability to put a race on at a track that promoters in the past may not have fulfilled every obligation. I'll say it that way. I'm not a lawyer. But in reality, it's taken Bob Sargent meeting upon meeting, working four or five or six Arkham and Art Series races every year as the promoter at tracks like the Milwaukee Mile. He's actually renting the track to put an Arkham race on to get interest from NASCAR. He's done it at Knoxville Raceway last year with a standalone truck series race. So he's got at every level he's promoting races in the attempt and hope that tracks he's working with will be attractive enough for NASCAR to come back. National Fairgrounds Speedway in Tennessee. It's a 5A smile. There's a lot of interest in that racetrack, getting more NASCAR races. He's involved with that track. He runs that track weekly with the staff out of his offices in Illinois. So there's a lot invested here, but it takes those relationships and time, and Bob's put that work in. So to see that and be part of it and talk to Bob when I'm at these ARCA races all over the country, we're talking Milwaukee every time we talk. I mean, he's been thinking about this and working toward this for years. So I'm, I'm glad to see it's kind of finally coming here. We want to show everybody when they show up here on Sunday, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And we want to show people that Milwaukee is the best place for another race next year or two or three of any caliber to get this place rocking again. We had seven in one year back in the 70s. People keep harkening back to the old days. Today's the day, guys. Sunday's our chance, man. Let's, let's yeah. attack the place. Uh, Jim Trado with the Milwaukee Mile and uh, the big race coming here, the Craftsman Truck Series uh, on Sunday, talking a little bit about it. Now, Jim, when you talk about the excitement, and camp, first of all, I didn't know you could camp, which I think is extremely yeah. cool if you're, if you're going to do that on the infield. So that, for that first and foremost, uh, made my eyes kind of perk up a little bit. But secondly, what about around the track? Because we know there's an infrastructure there from the State Fair, and I don't know who is and isn't open, but there's going to be kind of a festival atmosphere around that track as well inside some of the areas uh, regarding the State Fair Park, right? Yeah, so if you've been to the State Fair Park at all, you know that the road right behind the main grandstands is called Grandstand Avenue, and the vendors on there are permanent buildings. Some are temporary. We have had to move some displays around to accommodate the vendors on State Fair property that are now opening. They see what's going on. They're asking who's coming. There's a lot of vendors interested in this, and we have uh, more vendors interested, I think, that we can handle because Grandstand Avenue is where we built our fan midway. But vendors that are opening... Um, there's a vendor inside the fair park renting out Slim McGinn's because Major Goolsby's wants to be in the middle of the action and Slim's got an obligation he can't open. So they're, they're getting involved and say, how can I get to be a part of this? So the choices are more, more stands will be open, more chances for the fans to hang out with their buds, and we have driver appearances on the fan midway. You can go to MilwaukeeMileRacing.com to find our schedule. But I can tell you that there's stuff on Sunday, qualifying at 10.30 for the truck series, 
those NASCAR drivers are going to spill out into the grandstands. I keep getting people saying, hey, can you get my driver out? We want to do some autographs in the midway. Absolutely. So we're doing that between qualifying at 1030 and the noon ARCA race. After the noon ARCA race, we've got about an hour or so before the NASCAR Truck Series kicks in. And guess what? we got DJ Mondo, the voice of the in-state in Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, he's going to be out here helping us kind of get people enthused as well. So we're adding as much as we can to make this a happening, to hang out with your friends and have a great time. Jim, uh, before I let you go, I know this is kind of the, uh, hey, I don't want to say an audition because we know racing has been there before and they've been able to do it and do it well. But, uh, you know, at what point do you start to find out uh, about next season? Because I know there's been a lot of speculation about even IndyCar coming back to the mile, and there's been some there's been some talks in that area. And then this is obviously an audition with NASCAR to do it again and again. ARCA races are going there. At what point do you start to find out some of these contracts for next season? That's a great question for Sherry Black and the folks here at State Fair Park. They've been talking. I, I, I was enthused when I was here on Sunday morning, June 18th. That was the date of the IndyCar race at Road America into the Milwaukee Mile Media Center on a NASCAR, on the uh, super late model race that Bob Sargent put on on that Father's Day in walk Roger Penske. Roger owns Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He owns the IndyCar series. He was here mm-hmm. to check things out to see what improvements have been made. He said, guys, it looks great. There's more to be done. It's nice to see what you guys are doing here. It's very promising that what you guys are putting into this place will bring it back great. to life. He didn't commit. Well, you and I continue to hear the same thing. I know no more, I swear, than you do on if IndyCar is coming back and when. (laughs) But the excitement level here on Sunday is going to help us push that meter. You know, it's going to move the field, guys. We need your help. Right. If there's anybody that's going to find out, first and foremost, it's going to be you, Jim. Jim, uh, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for promoting the mile. It's good to have racing back in in the Milwaukee area. Appreciate it as always, pal. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bill. MilwaukeeMileRacing.com. Appreciate the time. There you go, MilwaukeeMileRacing.com. It's it's good to have racing back, uh, and it doesn't matter where it's at. Road America has been staunch. We know that the uh, the short tracks uh, all throughout the state are packed on the weekends. We know Slinger, Lacrosse. You know, you can go through the whole listing uh, of raceways in the area, and we've seen it all throughout the state of Wisconsin. But it's good to have some life back at the mile. It, it's just been such a you know, it's one of those things when. You get people that come to town, and you're driving down 94, and you look over, and you see that stands, and they go, what's that? And you say, the Milwaukee Mile. And they go, what's that? that, That's how long it's been for really significant big-time racing to come into. Now, we know, like, the ARCA series has come, and Super Lates and stuff like that have ran there. But to get this kind of publicity as far as the the, the national spotlight, getting uh, the Craftsman Truck Series out of NASCAR here, that's, that's great. It's great to see the mile kind of spring back to life and polish itself up a little bit and try to put its best wares on so hopefully hopefully a lot of people get out there and uh and enjoy it looking forward to it uh 877-867-1670 we'll get back into the other stuff we'll get back into packers we'll get back into a little of the bucks discussion regarding Giannis. as people are beginning to freak out steven sent me an email saying this is the beginning of the end of the milwaukee bucks it's not it's not, Stephen. Have a little faith. Hang in there. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, um, the uh, uh, Smoke on the Water and uh, Sloppy Joe's. Now, Smoke on the Water, I'm going to stop over there later today. They are donating not only to the Fisher House uh, golf outing and donating some bottles, but Joe has got a big group of riders that are going to meet him at Smoke on the Water next Sunday morning. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday. And then they're all riding down to the motorcycle ride together, and he's bringing a group. And then, as a matter of fact, he's got a, a ride. It's kind of the Colorama Fall ride that he does. It's coming up in October, 
And that benefits that ride. The beneficiary of that ride is Fisher House, Wisconsin as well. I'm always proud to very much go on that ride and join them as a part of that. So uh, a lot of motorcycle riding, a lot of good stuff, and a lot of good people with their hearts in the uh, right places. So continue to support Smoke on the Water in Okachi Lake and Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon out there in Hubertus. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Veterans America, as they say, own the land you defend. If you're a veteran and uh, you're looking for a home, you're looking for a mortgage, you're looking for a refi, they can help you out. Uh, zero down payment, PMI, uh, looser credit requirements, which are are always uh, appreciated. Uh, call them, 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. Again, 262-745-3333. Give them a shout and... Uh, and see if they can't help you out. They're great people. And also, they're the uh, uh, stage co-sponsor. Stage uh, co-sponsor uh, of the uh, the motorcycle ride. So there you go. 877-867-1670. Um, if you want to hit us up, 877-867-1670. A um, couple of things here. Uh, this one is from Jack. And uh, Jack says, uh, hey, Bill. Did you hear that the wide receiver from Ohio State has broken his wrist? Uh, I did not hear that. Grant, did you hear that? Yeah, he's got a. I don't Is think that it's Marvin a, Harrison Jr.? Oh, no, 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 no. Jackson Smith and Jigba, the one that Seattle oh, drafted. Jigba. Okay. So okay. he might miss, it sounds like, a, a month. It's not going to be a season long thing, but it might keep his debut into week two, three, somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, I was going to say. I, a receiver from Ohio State. The only one that everybody talks about is Harrison Smith or uh, um, Smith Jr. So, um, and Jigba, no, I did not hear. And uh, quite frankly, uh, at this point, <laughs> doesn't matter. He's not playing for us. Who cares? <laughs> we care more about Malik Heath, Dontavian right? Wicks, these guys. Samari right. Toure. I'm a big Toure guy, Bill. I, I really want him to be good. I like that guy. I, you know, I, I can't imagine him not making this team, but. You know, I mean, I know there's some people that think that maybe if they only carry six, five or six. I mean, there was a time where I think the Packers carried seven wide receivers. So it, it just, you you keep your best. And I know that they've got a, a good amount of offensive linemen. They've got, what well, we don't know how good their wide receiving core is. I, to me, I'd keep more wide outs only for the fact that you don't know how good guys are going to be. So you could, you don't want to get rid of a guy that could emerge as the season goes on, it's going to get an opportunity. So you're probably going to keep more receivers unless, of course, you have really high-end quality at one other position and you don't want to lose it by cutting them. But I would, to me, I'd probably keep more wide receivers because you just don't know how good these guys are going to be. Uh, by the way, the Oakland A's have indeed submitted their application for relocation to Major League Baseball. Uh, that came up today as well, that uh, the MLB three-man re- uh, relocation committee which is uh, also has uh, Mark Antanasio on it. They're going to review the application, make the recommendation to the commissioner, uh, 
and um, the eight-man executive council. And the ultimate approval requires three-quarters of a vote by the 30 teams, and no vote has been scheduled. But uh, they, uh, the, the A's are now um, full-on heading to Vegas. Uh, the spokesperson for the Oakland mayor uh, has pushed back on the assertions saying that the city has raised more than $475 million and it was just $101 million short of reaching their total goal. In addition, two grants totaling $65 million are also due to be paid out in the next month, bringing the city within $36 million of its total share to renovate and or build a new stadium. Uh, the A's lease on the Coliseum, uh, their home since 1968, expires after next season. And the Las Vegas Stadium won't open until 2028 at the earliest. So they're not quite sure where the team's going to play in the interim. But uh, the A's, they got the lowest payroll in baseball. They've not signed a prominent free agent during uh, the 18-year tenure of Mr. Fisher. And they're in the midst of one of the worst seasons in big league history. They're 37-91 and 91 after they won, uh, what was it, 97 games just a couple of years ago. And they tore down a young and promising team, trading all the all-stars uh, before the start of the 2022 season. Uh, because they just said they couldn't afford them. So what they've basically done is they've just made this team terrible, got the attendance. It's almost like a, 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 a scene out of Major League to where they've got it, the attendance down, the support down, the anger of the city is uh, upon them, not only because their team sucks, but because now they're threatening to move when they were supporting the hell out of them a couple of years ago. Or at least, I shouldn't say that, at least they were attempting to in that godforsaken stadium. But uh, it's just another team that wants out because they want the perks of L.A. Or, uh, excuse me, of Las Vegas. I don't know that I can blame them, considering Oakland is a, a pit, for lack of a better term. It's not the greatest place to, to live. But they do get people that come from across the bay over in San Francisco to come over and watch them. But still, I just, just part of it is, let's be honest, okay, part of it is just being and living out there. The cost of living is just ridiculous. And the cost of doing anything out there is ridiculous. And the fact that you're a baseball team and you're really second in your own market compared to the Giants, um, it's and the city is not a vibrant city. Oakland is not awesome by any stretch of the imagination. Everybody looks to San Francisco, and San Francisco, hell, people in San Francisco can't even afford to live in San Francisco because the state is so screwed up. So, I, you know, as much as you hate to see a fan base lose its team, it's like this is just another salvo over the bow of saying we got to get the hell out of California. This is a joke. So uh, the uh, the Oakland A's are fast becoming the Las Vegas A's, for sure. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Two hours down. Two hours yet to go as we head into the next hour. We'll get back into some Packers chatter, bubble chatter, guys you think may or may not make the squad, and why. Uh, we've got Bubble Day, the last hour of the program. Obviously, Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. We'll talk with him about his thoughts on Bubble bubble Game, we'll call it, coming up against Seattle tomorrow. Brewers back at it tonight. San Diego is in town. The Padres are here. Hopefully, the Brewers continue to win games. Brewers on a win streak right now, so that's kind of nice. They've had a couple of them. You just don't want to follow it up with a three-game losing streak and getting swept like they did against uh, the Dodgers. So hopefully, they can continue to win games. Exciting times if you're a Brewers fan. And uh, no, the sky is not falling if you're a Bucks fan. Hang in there, we'll tell you why.
Stay tuned. You got a whole lot more. Two hours yet to go on this Friday edition of the Bill Michael Show. We'll be back right after this. 